Maria Daniels here with Successfully Chaotic, and I have Katrina Ball. Katrina, can you tell the folks a little bit about who you are and what you do? Hi, Maria Farts. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, Like you said, my name is Katrina Ball, and I am from Bermuda. I have two kids that I homeschool, and um, I currently have a business called uh, Mother Yourself. And that was out of my own story of through having my kids being married, working full time, um, having a business, and then eventually realizing that I lost myself and my identity somewhere along the way, and how to regain that and how to put myself first and pour into myself in order to pour into my kids, my family, and those around me. Which I think is super important. Um, As most of my listeners know, I have seven kids, one of them's on the spectrum, and um, I think as a mom, you, you have your children and then you develop, you know, this new hat that you wear of mom, you know, mother. And then somehow during that, like you said, you end up kind of losing your true identity, who you were before kids, before marriage. And, you know, even with business ownership, I know I found that I, I lost myself a little more instead of finding myself a little more. And I kind of, I kind of found that as, as a surprise, but I think it was, it's because early on in the business ownership journey, it's very much like a newborn, <laughs> you know, it needs attention all the time. So, you know, you're wearing all these hats and juggling all these things. And, you know, that's something we do talk about on a regular basis on this show. And I love that that's something that you work directly with mothers on. Can you tell me and our listeners a little bit about why you started doing that? Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, so going back a little bit, I actually, before I even had kids, I always wanted to homeschool. And so, um, I knew that I needed to create a separate business um, so that I could be home with them. And that actually, actually that first business was Bermuda Parent Magazine. Again, out of the fact that I felt like every time that I talked to somebody, they were like, oh, you should have done this activity. And, you know, by then my children were too old. Um, And so, you know, creating that niche or something that was missing within the community um, was kind of where it was at at that time. And I did that for eight years. And so during that time, eventually I decided, you know what, I've had enough of the working, um, paying out private school fees. And, you know, I had this business, it's time to come home. And transitioning in that was one of figuring out how to be mom, teacher, best friends, playmate, you know, and then still run the home and still be, you know, the good wife um, and anything else that was in there. So like you said, all the different hats. Um, and you know, it was one particular day that I kind of remember that, um, and it was all, it's always like the little things that seem to trigger you because the stuff is kind of sitting in the back of your mind. Like, why can't people do this? Oh, I feel like they're being ungrateful for this, but you're, you feel like, well, I have to do these things. I have to sacrifice myself to make sure everybody else is happy. Um, and that whole perfectionist thing comes up too right? Everybody else around me has to make sure that when they're looking at me, they see that I'm running things well, and I'm doing it all. And you know what, if you're you're dropping the ball, then I'm going to pick it up and do it. And so I'm thinking I'm juggling, juggling them well, but realistically, I'm not. And when I become to begin to get resentful towards my kids, and like I said, thinking that they were ungrateful, it's just that one small, um, 
straw that breaks the camel's back. And I remember just kind of having a watershed moment, just kind of crying my eyes all feeling like, you know what, forget this homeschool thing. I'm getting back to work, like, you know, forget it all kind of thing. And um, after a couple of days, I realized, you know what, it's time that I start to look into, okay, what am I not doing? I had stopped really caring for myself, how I was dressing, um, caring for, you know, my body, my skin, you know, how I ate and just kind of everything. And I remember one day, you know, my older son kind of asking me like, why are you kind of dressed like that? And I was like, okay, seriously, if he's noticing, then it's time to seriously do something about it. And I just started taking small steps you know, I would do a facial every night and, you know, start really kind of putting effort into my hair and looking at the way I would dress. And, and as I started to do those things, I realized I began to feel a lot better about myself, even though I didn't quite feel like, okay, well, I knew that I was living one girl dream, you know, the bucket list thing that I wanted to do, which was homeschool, which was great and fantastic. And I was like, this is what I want to do. But when I'd hear my husband talk about, oh, well, these are all the things, you know, this, 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 that he wants to do. And I'm like, but I don't have any of those things that, you know, I'm just doing the one thing. Um, and that's when it really kind of got me thinking. And then it was actually over um, COVID that really kind of threw me into, okay, what is it that I really want to do? What, what is it that I'm, I'm really good at? And I was like, I love being a mom. And if I'm feeling this way, or if I felt this way, then there have got to be a ton of other mothers out there feeling this way. And, you know, I was also one that didn't believe in coaches. Um, and it's quite funny because my um, husband, his aunt is a coach, a life coach. And, um, and I was like, like, what is this, this whole coaching thing? And it, um, I actually did a program um, with Marie Forleo um, through her B-School. And one of the ladies was asking, you know, she wanted somebody to kind of go through her program. It was a life coaching program. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. See what this thing is all about. And literally within two weeks of doing it, and it was a three-month program. So two weeks of doing it, I felt the most productive, motivated, um, on fire about who I was. And I was amazed. I'm like, I haven't felt this in years you know, and I was thinking deeply about who I was, what I wanted in life. And I was like, this is it. This is what I need to share with moms and having started it and going through it. And that's one of the biggest things that um, the moms that I, I work with, that they say they have never thought so deeply about who they are. So asking questions like, what is it that you believe? Where, where are those beliefs actually coming from? And majority of the time, it comes from our own childhood, how our parents raised them. And it's almost generational to think, you know, their parents raised them in a certain way. And so they've come up and been affected by these certain things or influenced by these certain things. And so you are now kind of being influenced by those things. And then you think your children potentially will be influenced by those same kind of things. And so that's a big reason why my big why my big purpose is to um, give women that feeling of intention, purpose, and confidence that they feel like that they've lost or maybe even not realize that they haven't even had. Absolutely. And I love all that. The whole time I was in here and I'm nodding, yes, yes, yes. Because, you know, I think from my own personal journey, it's funny. I didn't believe in coaches either, which is hysterical because 
um, my first career, my first grown up career um, was a personal trainer, which is pretty much just like a fitness coach. <laughs> so it's, you don't think about it. I mean, right. you don't think about it. And I always joked around that the, the whole time, you know, really, yes, you're teaching people how to exercise and take care of their body, but you end up being a part-time therapist too, because you're hearing all the junk because, you know, the why of people getting to the point uh, that they're at, a lot of times people would come to me, you know, at a very unhealthy state before they really, you know, sought help. Right. The why is way bigger. You know, people think, oh, you're out of shape and you're overweight. It's from overeating. Most of the time it's not. Most of the time right. that is a byproduct sometimes, but most of the time it's way deeper than that. It goes into hormonal issues and all types of things. And, you know, I ended up, you know, I, I did training for years and I'm getting into integrative nutrition and ended up specializing in women's hormones because I too ended up with hormone issues and didn't even realize it for years because I was running myself into the ground because, you know, I was working as a trainer. I ended up getting into marketing. So I'm going to school and then I'm, you know, start working for a corporate company. So I'm like burning the candle at both ends and figuring out how to burn it in the middle somehow, you know, and <laughs> that's just not good for your system. It's just not. And, not you know, all. the whole time I'm having kids, the whole time I'm nursing. So I, I've had seven children, given birth to seven children and I nursed them all. So most of them for two years, I nursed five of them for two years and two of them for one year. So you do the math on all that. My mm -hmm. body has not exactly. been my own body <laughs> for a long time, you know, add that into just the everyday stress. And then me putting so much pressure on myself to because I think a lot of women, especially women that are very driven and entrepreneur minded, yeah. we have this like internal flame that says you just got to do more and be more coming from somewhere and and it does right and we hear that grind and hustle and grind and hustle and it's not that those are inherently bad on their own but sometimes there's a reason to stop mm -hmm. take a breath pause and you mentioned COVID being kind of like a turning point for you and I think it has been for me as well I kind of started my mindset turning um, last year because I had to I, you know I've told us the story on here on on the podcast a thousand times at this point but you know, I had a complete breakdown, like complete, like anxiety attack, didn't even know what it, I was going on with me, you know, anxiety attack breakdown. And it wasn't until that happened that I had to really start looking at my life because I thought I had pulled all the pieces together because my hormones were in check. You know, I had my health on check. I was, you know, I was doing yoga, I was exercising, I was eating well, I was doing all the things I should, but I wasn't I wasn't doing less. I wasn't pausing. I wasn't taking that break because I kept thinking, well, when I get this done, then, well, after this is done, then, but the thing is, is having a lot of kids, having businesses, there's never done, you know, done doesn't exist. Not at all. <laughs> no. So it's just, it was, I was setting myself up for failure and it wasn't until I broke down that I started to see that. So I started my rebuilding journey and my peeling myself apart and looking at every single thing in my life saying, does this fit in who I am and who I want to be? And I, I mean, and it took all of last year to do that. And then this year, you know, I had starting into 2020, I had a vision on what I wanted. Right. Or I thought I did. But yeah. with COVID, with COVID, that actually allowed me to kind of pause a little longer and take a breath. And I realized that for me personally, I know it's been terrible for the country and a lot of people and all that. I'm not undermining that at all. But, you know, for me personally, it gave me the permission to kind of pause a little longer. And I needed that. And I didn't realize that I did. And I think that for a lot of moms that I deal with anyway, one of the 
problem, because we think self-care, we think the nutrition, we think of working out, you know, we think of all those things, but for a lot of people, you know, even if they have that down pat, they don't have the resting and the taking time off and the doing nothing. Doing nothing is really hard for a mom. Yes, That's the toughest thing for me is to do nothing. I have to literally, literally say, no, you're not doing anything. As I'm sitting there in my house and watching the stuff set, it's hard. It's so hard. And I think for a lot of moms out there, even if, you know, they, they're not, they don't have their workouts on point yet or their nutrition on point yet, still they don't have, they have not made their rest a priority. And I really think it all starts from there. Um, I, I don't know, like, what your thoughts are. Obviously you're the expert on this area of it, but from your experience on the women you work with, have you found that it's similar, that resting is so hard for them to do? Or am I just weird? (laughs) No, not at all. I think, I mean, even in my own life, I I remember when um, the boys started getting old enough and my husband would um, like initially then my husband was like, oh, I'll take the boys. I'm like, no, I want to be there with them. I want to see everything yeah. that they're doing, right? And then as they got older, and I was like, he would suggest them. I was like, yes, take them, <laughs> please. <laughs> and then when I had that time at home, I'm like, what am I going to do with myself? Like, there's nothing, you know, I feel like there's nothing to do. And then you start making up, oh, well, I can wash the clothes. I can do this. I can do that. Rather than, you know what? Take the time, take a nap, read a book take a bubble bath if you want, like just sit, scroll through Facebook if you want, like, you know, there's nothing. And so it's really having to tell yourself and like you said, give yourself permission to do these things. And I think that's the greatest, the whole, the whole reason that I added on the mindset part and not just say mom coach or mom mentor was because when we really think, allow ourselves to think about ourselves because we're so busy, like you would know, you know, as a mom of seven, that your mind is constantly going, you're constantly thinking about, you know, your kids, like you say, your business, um, your partner, and all these things, when do you ever stop to really think about yourself? And so that is the biggest thing that, you know, that my the three month program allows you to really, not just, okay, well, I'm doing the facials, I'm doing the hair mask, I'm going to the spa, but I'm really thinking about who I am. And so the program actually breaks down into 12 different areas. So it is in essence, like almost like a life coaching. So we first start with, um, you're looking at your spiritual life and then it's your thought life, uh, your emotions, your character, your parenting, social life, um, love life, career, finance, health, and then your, um, your quality of life and your vision. And so once you've gone through all of that and you've thought truly thought deeply in a way that you've, like I said, you've never really thought before and you've not cared for yourself. You're like, okay, I know who I am in each of these most important areas of my life. And now if any situation comes at me, I can either say this is for me or it's not, or I've gone through, I've gone through these things 12 times and I can say, is it part of what I believe? Is it a part of my vision? Either do I want to add it into my vision? You know, what's the reason for me either having it or not having it? And what's the strategy for me to achieve it or to say it's not for me? And so I think that almost gives you a superpower um, of yourself to be able to think and make wise decisions and to be able to think, okay, you know what? I need to set my boundaries. This is not right for me at this time. I need to, you know, do I need to eliminate? Do I need to delegate? Um, do I need to automate the things that are going on in my home to create more space for myself? And so 
what I have with um, my boys who are 11 and eight, you know, they're doing chores in the morning. That really helps me out. So I don't have as much cleaning because I tell them we are a community. And if a part of the community breaks down, does it seem fair enough that mommy should be the only one that's, you know, doing all of this stuff and taking care of everything? I think not. Would you want to, you know, Absolutely. as a child, would you want to take care of all this stuff? No, you wouldn't. So, you know, if we all pull together, it makes for a lighter load. And so I've had times where I felt like I've told the boys, look, I'm working full out this week on my business. And they've actually made me lunch. They figured out, you know, pulled out tuna fish and, you know, put it on a little leaf for me. And, you know, that was, you know, the lunch and they did that for a couple times and so you know teaching them how to cook a meal so they can you know make an omelet and scrambled eggs and stuff for their own breakfast which then allows me a little bit maybe more time you know to spend time in the bathroom because you know that's always the place that we kind of run to to have that quiet space yeah, yeah. until they find us <laughs> exactly that's what I was gonna say for that moment and so yeah I have I have the full spectrum of kids so my oldest is 21 um, my youngest is three so I have I have literally been a mom my entire adult life, my entire adult life. And um, it's funny because I've never not had little kids, well, you know, trying to get in the bathroom or sticking their fingers under the door or even, you know, even crying. I'm having to bring them in there, sit in my lap while I try to, you know, tinkle in the potty with a kid on my lap, which is very interesting to try to do the first few times you do that. Oh, I have two. I have two. Oh, I have two. In the bathtub. I mean, mean, it's, 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 it's as a mom you know, your, your boundaries have to be pliable, especially when they're yep. younger, yep. <laughs> but they do need to exist. And I think that was one of the things that I didn't quite grasp onto early on in my, you know, motherhood journey, because, yeah. you know, you mentioned earlier that we drag things from our childhood. Mm-hmm. I never seen my mom self-care. I, right. you know, my mom was very much the servant. She, you know, she was in the kitchen all the time. You know, mm-hmm. she would literally cut my dad's meat up, you know, like it was just like she, she served. And it's, again, it's not that inherently that's bad if that's how she that's chose to show love and that's what she wanted to do. But, you know, thinking back, I cannot think of anything that she did for herself. Um, last year, when I mentioned that I had my breakdown, I was going to therapy. And one of the things they mentioned is, you know, what I liked to do. And yeah, I named some stuff that I like to do. But she said, what if you, what is something that's been your passion since childhood? What is something that you saw your mother do? What is something that, and I, you know, started thinking, I was like, I never seen her do anything except for care for us. Mm-hmm. And that was me early on because I thought that's what happens when you have kids, you give up your own life. You just set your own life to the side. And while you're raising your family, well, the only problem with that for me is I've literally been raising a family my entire adult life. So, you know, between that and just the normal needs of, you know, my husband or, you know, needs of my business or normal household stuff. And, you know, I felt like I was like always giving but I was never taking time to put in. And, you know, in some ways that was part of my identity. I've always been the helper and the giver, you know, and I, and I enjoy that. I love that. I do, mm-hmm. but you have to, you know, that, that little meme that goes around that you can't pour from an empty cup. I was attempting yep. to pour from an empty cup all the time. And yeah. I, I couldn't figure out why, you know, for the last few years before last, uh, last year, when I broke down, I just felt numb a lot. Like I just, I had this numbness, like I couldn't really put my finger on it. It wasn't that I had a problem per se. You're just going through the motions. I was, I was going through the motions and I, you know, little things, as you mentioned, would start to affect me a little more. And when I did have my breakdown, it wasn't this monumental thing. I had had horrible things happen all 2018 
And that was kind of over with. And I had a couple of things happen January of 2019 that that was horrible too. But all of that was already done and over with. This was February and it was just the smallest thing, just the smallest thing. And I just, I couldn't take it. That that was just it. It was it. And I felt so out of control and I don't like feeling out of control. You know, that's like the worst feeling for me. And I think there's a lot of like very, you know, strong, independent women. That's, that's kind of our fear. And I think that's why a lot of times we try to do all be all is because then we're in control of it. Exactly. And it's that unknown. I think that sometimes we fear, but having to be vulnerable because I didn't have another choice last year allowed me to figure out that I was kind of missing out this whole time on being vulnerable because there's a, there's a power also in being able to be vulnerable and being able to, again, do nothing and being able to allow my family to also do for me, Mm -hmm. you know, that was hard. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It was, you know, watching, even still watching my kids put up dishes. I'm so like, Oh my gosh, they don't put anything (laughs) where it goes at all, you know? And, but I had to sit and kind of pep talk myself. Like, does it really matter that, you know, the tall glasses with the short glasses instead of, you know, you know, cause I have this like a system that I have, you know, but they don't care about systems or just like, it's glasses. We just put them all, whatever, you know, and I'm sitting there and I, you know, at first I'm like panicking, you know, I'm like internally like dying inside watching them help me. But, you know, as I go along, it, again, it helps me peel back a lot of the stuff that I would focus on and would worry about were things that didn't matter. Yeah, it does not matter. I mean, life is not going to stop because the tall glasses by the short glasses and the short glasses by the tall glasses, you know, it's not, it's not a life defining moment. And again, I think that was something for me personally, you know, my self care journey wasn't about the nutrition. It wasn't about the fitness. I always, those were always parts of my life, but it was thinking about every little moment and saying, okay, does this matter? Is this something to really get upset about? Right. You know, and also giving myself time to rest. Those were my hardest things to do. And I think you mentioned you have 12 steps in your program. Yeah. I think for most people, I would say maybe they have two or three of them down pat and they think, well, I don't need that. Exactly. I don't know anybody that has them all. Right. You know, and I, I think yeah. that's the value in being able to reach out and say, I need help because I always defined self-care before all, you know, all the stuff that I went through as, you know, eating right and exercising, you know, I'm self-caring. Yeah. I take care of my body. You know, I was taking care of that aspect of it, but if you don't have your mindset, right, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. and you're not de-stressing on a regular basis, right then all of that is going to be pointless because your body is still not going to be able to keep up with just the day-to-day junk. Exactly. And I think like you were saying, you know, as a mom, that's very productive, that's very driven. I think one of the things that we, um, so even if you were, um, say with the 12 points, even if you were high level on them, like, let's just say you got fours out of fives on them, you know, it's life is not a, you know, one stop, like we reach perfection. There's always another level. There's always new understanding. And so there's always growth. So whether, you know, you're a zero and you need to work on everything or whether you are four or five, there's always a a deeper level that you can go and say, okay, well, if I've been through the program like myself, I've been through the program, I'm going through it again because I feel like, you know what, there's more that I can see here. There's things that I can tweak that I want to add, that I want to grow in. And so there's a continual um, shift that we make. So after, you know, we might analyze after six months, how am I doing in these 12 areas? 
you know, how can I continue to grow in those areas? And I think that's the biggest thing. And we would want that for our own kids. Why don't we do that for ourselves? And that's why I call it mother yourself, because we yes. mother everyone else <laughs> except ourselves, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and whether you have your mom still in your life or whether you don't, you know, we still need to be able to care for ourselves. Um, and the other thing that we were talking about is giving ourselves the space and the freedom to just be. So whatever you're feeling, whatever emotion you're feeling, one of the things that, you know, when um, my youngest is going through something and he's eight um, and I tell him and, you know, whether he's crying or he's really upset about something, you know, I sit with him and at least I've started to do this as, as I've learned it. I sit with him and allow him the space and the freedom to be able to feel what he feels, because I think our biggest thing in society is to fix it. I don't yeah. know how to deal with with you not being happy and I just want you to be happy. And yeah. so we're so quick to try and fix it rather than I need you to say, to say it's okay and to acknowledge within yourself, it's okay to feel upset, frustrated, angry, whatever you're feeling. And so I've given him this analogy, um, which is I think something that's great and every parent should use it, not just for themselves, but definitely for their kids, is that imagine if you are feeling frustrated and angry, you are on a platform waiting for the train and the train that's going by has that emotion of anger or frustration and you're watching it go by you are not the anger you know you are separate you're simply watching it and you know that there is another train that's going to be coming and that train may be the contented happy fulfilled train you have the ability to either make that other train come quicker or to sit with this current train for a little bit longer and then you realize that you have the choice to choose what emotion, how you're going to react, and even what you think about. When you realize that you have that choice, it empowers your life in every area, in every way. And you become you know, a winner in life because then you are responsible and you are becoming responsible for those responses that you give off and recognizing it's not you physically but it's, you're just watching it go and you're allowing it to go. And you're, you're, you're not pretending that it's not there, trying to push it down or suppress it. You're acknowledging it. And then you're allowing something else to come along. And you know those steps to make it come along quicker. Yeah, I love that. And I know, again, for me personally, that was something I struggled with was I would suppress everything because I didn't have time to deal with it. I couldn't be emotional. I had to, you know, do the day to day. I needed to be there for my kids. I didn't want the kids to see me upset, which is actually not a good thing in retrospect. They need to see you go through. How do they deal with it if they don't see you deal with it Exactly. And, you know, that was something that I I just didn't do. And again, I didn't see a good example of that. And so, you know, a lot of times we just drag that in. It was something that I had to teach myself because I was very much raised that you just sweep it under the rug. You sweep it under the rug, you deal with it because, you know, you're strong, you can get through this. And yes, I'm strong. Yes, I can get through this. But, you know, I didn't realize how much I needed that person to say, this does suck. And I, you know, I'm really sorry. Just, just acknowledge it. Not again, not try to fix it. Um, but to just acknowledge that, you know, I had been hurt or they hurt me or, you know, whatever the case may be, I needed that acknowledgement. And, you know, that's something that I didn't do a good job of with my older kids. Right. Um, and I've tried to do a better job with my younger kids on that. And, you know, my older, my older kids are adults now. And, you know, we've talked about these things now, but 
you know, I didn't, I didn't know what to do it then. Right. Exactly. You know, I, I would just, you know, they'd fall. Oh, you're fine. Let's just dust it off. Let's dust it off. You know, you'll be fine. Or they'd get their feelings hurt at school. I'm like, oh, you're okay. You're strong. You know, I try to do the same things that I, right. you know, was done to me that from, I meant well, you know, my mom meant well, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but what needed to happen as much, like you said, I, I do that with my children now. Uh, my younger children is that I have to allow them to feel the feelings because, you know, you see all these things like, um, you know, be happy and positive vibes and all this stuff. And I am all about positive vibes. I'm all about being happy. And I do share those things, but I also share the things that suck. And the reason I do is because that is life. You know, it doesn't matter if you're hashtag positive, happy all the time and living a happy life and choosing a happy life, which I very much am. Some days are super hard. And if you try to just put on this happy mask, you know, and, you know, hashtag positive, you know, life all the time, you know, it's going to sneak up on you like it did me. And, you know, you very much need to be able to feel those emotions and say, you know, yes, I'm a happy person. Yes. I want a happy life, but today is really hard. I need to feel this feeling because when you do that, you actually are able to deal with it. And then you are able to pack it away neatly and not just shove it under a rug that one day it all just kind of leaks out and you don't know how to sort it all out. And then it takes you months and months and months and months instead of just taking that day and dealing with it. You know, we, I've, I've been known now to, with my younger kids to we clear our schedule. If they're having a really rough day for whatever reason, it doesn't matter what the day is. I clear my schedule. They clear their schedule and we just deal with it. And sometimes it's just talking about it and then going and, you know, getting an ice cream cone. Just, so, you know, because sometimes you need to be able to have that, that mental health day, that, you know, day to just be and do. And, you know, that's becoming more aware for adults. Yeah. But I think yeah. with kids, I still think a lot of adults are accidentally not doing that for the kids, you know, well, what you like see cool. Right. It's just what you said that, you know, we carry it over from our parents did that. And so, you know, that's what we do. And if we don't know any better, we're not out to hurt them, you know, but as we do learn better, then we do better. And then, exactly. you know, my biggest thing with my kids is, you know, if I shout at them, then I'm going to go back behind them and say, look, I was out of control. That was wrong. Yep. That was inappropriate for me to, to deal with it that way. You know, do you forgive me? And so that way that they can see, you know what, if I have this real human experience where I am so frustrated and I haven't appropriately told you before that I'm going to end up shouting and this is how to deal with it afterwards. And I think, you know, as a parent, we really have to be real. And because because the um, motherhood has has appeared such like this grand, you know, we sacrifice all and, you know, it's wonderful that when it comes along and we get those crap moment <laughs> they were like nobody told me about this how do I yeah. deal with this right you know and so you just do the best that you can um and so I think that that definitely is the the thing of you know the whole kind of mother yourself moment uh, yeah I know I know you mentioned um about the crap days I have lots of crap days <laughs> having so many kids gives you the ability to yeah. go through lots of roller coasters but well, um, it's a teaching lesson for you right well, what is? Say, you know children we think we're raising our children, but our children are really raising us because oh, it's all the things that we probably haven't dealt with appropriately that they trigger in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> those things that cause those crap moments are those things that, you know, either, you know, our parents had an issue with us and we had an issue with them on. And so when it comes back up, like I was just thinking the other day, okay, like why, why, you know, if, um, oh, I know what it was. 
my son, he loves to just eat lettuce, right? Yeah. <laughs> He'll just take it out. And then he just took off like a big wad that just had, it was browning just on the edge and like threw it in the trash. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you're wasting. And my older son, you know, he's big on that too, because I've kind of put it on him. Like we don't waste food. Right. And then I was thinking back and I was like, I remember my mom like telling me, you know, they're starving children in Africa. You don't waste food. And so you can see how these things have kind of impacted you as an adult. And now I'm like, now, you know, my poor children are going to have complexes unless I fix this. (laughs) Yeah. And like you said, realize whether they put all the tall glasses at one point and the shorter glasses together, it really does not matter. And we need to give our space, ourselves the freedom and the space to realize that are we being to anal with that and just realize they are not going to be affected by that in the future if everything is not in perfect order. Exactly. And I think a lot of that goes back to as women and as moms, we tend to compare ourselves all the time. You know, we see all these like Pinterest worthy, Mm -hmm. you know, pictures on Instagram and, you know, it's, it's funny because I, before I really got to the point that I started like literally sharing the really ugly parts of my life, which I felt led to do, um, because my life is so far from perfect. Um, like my life is, is great. Don't get me wrong. I love my life, but it's not perfect. You know, we have good days. We have terrible days. Sometimes my house is clean and sometimes it looks like nobody's been there to clean in about a month, you know, and it's just all over the place. And that's just very much, that's just life. That's just how it is. And, you know, but I stressed myself out so much because I would look at all the stuff going, I'm screwing up, I'm messing up. And I come from a very sarcastic family. I am very sarcastic. Me and my husband are both very sarcastic. So I was terrified. We were screwing our kids up because you see all these, like, again, on like social media about don't say this and don't say that. I'm like, my kids are screwed because that's just our family. We are all sarcastic. And um, I can remember when, when my son got diagnosed autistic, which he's higher functioning, but I remember the doctor, he was like four, the doctor saying, he's not going to really understand sarcasm. And I was like, this kid is completely screwed. <laughs> he's completely screwed. And I remember just like literally freaking out about that because that is like our love language at our house. We're just <laughs> sarcastic. We are. And I was like, how do 